0: Welcome to Next Steps, a podcast from Blackhawk Church in Madison, Wisconsin, where together we'll take next steps to grow in our relationship
1: with Christ, to be formed into the kind of people he's created us to be, and to better love and serve those around us. Let's jump in.
0: All right. Well, welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to our Next Steps podcast. I'm Veronica. I'm on staff here at Blackhawk with our spiritual formation team, and I'm joined by Michael. He's on, Michael Napstad. I should give you a lot, it's your important. full name. It's yes. a,
1: everyone addresses me by my full name, so I really appreciate that. I mean, that. I do.
0: I always call you <laughs> Michael Napstad. Um, and he's on staff with our college age ministry. So welcome back. We are going to talk today about um, suffering
1: suffering, oh, oh. man. Yeah, we're excited to have this conversation, but just a little light intro before we go that, talking about my full name. This is random, but hey, <laughs> we're going here already. Uh, when I was a freshman in high school, there were five Michaels in my English class, yeah. and so we all went by last names for all the Michaels. So... Oh. um I don't know. Maybe this is a prophetic thing. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. We just happening. need to bring it back. Michael Here you All are. right. We're talking about suffering.
0: <laughs> yes, we are. Um, and we know this is a heavy talk. Um, Matt gave it a phenomenal sermon about this on Sunday. So if you haven't, watched or listened to that sermon before you listen to this episode, I would encourage you to go back and do that first um, and listen to that. But I also really appreciated what he said in the sermon where he said, you know, if you are in a place of deep suffering, um, this might not be the sermon for you. This might not be the episode for you right now. Like you might just need to skip on by this one and come back to it later. Um, Because sometimes when we're in those places, it's still too, it's still too close, you know?
1: Yeah that's a yeah that's a great word and man I think the idea about suffering it's not if we're going to suffer but when we're going to suffer and not only that um, we, we suffer in a lot of different ways. I mean, obviously life can have its hardships and its beauties. So life isn't always about suffering, but like you said, today we're talking about when in our life we experience suffering and people, I mean, there's so many different ways. There's emotional suffering, Mm -hmm. there's relational suffering, there's physical suffering, um, suffering, it, there's just a catalog of different ways that we can experience it. And it's important yeah. to understand that and be aware of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And just so you guys know where we're going today, too, we're going to talk um, sort of like high level and theoretical about um, suffering and um, share probably a little bit of our own experience and into um, some scripture. Um, and so just to try to kind of continue and dig a little bit deeper from from Matt's, Matt's sermon yeah. on that. So. So so yeah, like you said, we talk we all go through suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in Matt said in, in his sermon in John sixteen thirty-three, he said, In this world you will have trouble. So we are guaranteed really <laughs> suffering just right off the bat. Um and and that's really hard. Yeah. Um and it's not it's not if it's when we're gonna be there. Um, But then I think normalizing that is really important because we all do go through that experience of suffering to just know that it's, it's okay. Um, We can, we can talk about it. We can experience it together. We can be in community with each other while we're going through those things. And we don't have to try to be perfect, um, especially around our brothers and sisters in Christ, because we all go through this sort of thing. We might, like you said, experience different types of suffering, different levels. Levels of suffering, Um, but we are all going to go through that. And if you haven't been there yet, it's going to come for you someday.
1: I'm so glad you're tuning into this podcast. I know. If you're not suffering, just buckle up.
0: (laughs) Real encouraging notes here.
1: (laughs) But, like, I I don't know, Veronica, what you're saying, um, it's good to. Be able to be honest about the hardships that we're going through. But it can be so hard yeah. to, uh, I mean, it's not only the Midwest uh, culture, but uh, where Matt was even talking about this in his message where, hey, are you doing doing well? Like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Just broke my leg, but everything's great. You know, the, this kind of cultural idea of like, we have to project this, we, we have it together, but mm-hmm. then throw like the Christian perspective or the Mm -hmm. American Christian culture on there where, Hey, I mean, this, this isn't biblical, but like, I think uh, popular Christian culture would say like, Hey, if you have enough faith then things should be fine. Or Mm -hmm. if you're struggling, um, don't show it because that shows just a lack of faith. And that is not only unbiblical and it's unhealthy and it's hurtful, but it's so present in, in just Christianity in, Mm -hmm. in America, I remember, but with that, you know, kind of a a different side of that coin, I remember when I was in high school and I made the decision to follow Jesus, I didn't really know the Bible, but I just felt like, okay, well, he wiped my sins away. He died for me. Mm -hmm. He rose again. He's with me. Things should be fine. Yeah. And I was, I was taken off guard when I realized that that wasn't the case. Mm Mm-hmm. And and honestly, now I'm the college pastor, I remember, I remember a conversation with a guy who grew up as a Christian, but then he, he walked away because God wasn't coming in and helping him, hmm. not in his suffering, but suffering in, in loved ones that he knew. And but, man, it's an important conversation to have. But when I opened the Bible, you know, this idea of you know, if you follow God, we shouldn't encounter suffering. Or when you come to church or corporately worship with people, everything needs to look fine. That couldn't be more opposite than what we find in scripture. Yeah. I mean, when... I read like the Psalms again. Matt talked about this, but a third of the Psalms are lament Psalms, and lament's kind of like a a churchy spiritual word, which basically means like pour your heart out, your anguish out, be honest and vulnerable when things are hard. Tell God, tell Mm -hmm. people. And when I read Psalms, there are so many um, different passages that's like, what is going on? Why are you doing this, God? What mm-hmm. is happening? And, you know, they do end with kind of a, a hope faith perspective, like, yet I will still praise you. But mm-hmm. this idea of, you know, coming to church nowadays and and singing lament, like you don't get that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of wild.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think um, one of my favorite stories that always sort of resonates with me, particularly actually during a time of suffering, is the story of Hagar. And Mm. she is just, you know, at her lowest. She's been she's trying to run away because she's under so much like suffering and persecution and um, God tells her, I see you, I'll be with you. And yeah. she, he doesn't even have a reason really. His covenant is not with Hagar, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he is with her in that. And just seeing those places in scripture where um, God is with th- those people when they're at their lowest, when they're suffering, um, is really is really comforting. But, but you're right. We don't always do it well corporately. Mm-hmm. Um, I think too, you know, there's a lot of things that people say because they don't know what to say, you know, yeah. When that,
1: sometimes it's like, don't say anything. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Right. I mean, we see that in Job's story too, yeah, right? Yeah. Like Matt talked about it, like his friends were doing great when they were just sitting there and like mourning with him. Yeah. And then as soon as they opened their mouths, uh, that's where everything went downhill is when they started trying to ra- rationalize it and talk through it. And so when we, you know, when, where when we say things like "oh, everything happens for a reason," uh, that's that's not helpful. No, no. one needs that. Um, so I, the, Kate Bowler has a great book on that, by the mm. way. If you've never read it, who, who does? Kate Bowler. Okay. It's called "Everything Happens for a Reason" and other lies I've loved. Mm. I should, I should double check that title, but I'm pretty sure that's it. So that's Kate, awesome. Kate Bowler. Sounds like a good book. Yeah, she talks a lot about this top, this kind of um, topic of like. It's okay to be not okay and yeah. in in the church too. Like we're we're allowed to be full humans and to experience suffering and. And that lament. And, um, but like you said, it's something, especially we in the white American church are not always good at.
1: I remember, okay, so uh, when I was younger, just became a Christian, just reading the Bible for myself. I remember reading, I don't know if I've ever told anyone this. So here you guys go, a little insider confession time. It's not really that big, but I remember reading Job and mm. reading his, all, everything that his friends were saying to him. And I'm like, yeah, you tell Job. Like God, <laughs> like God is sovereign. Like Job probably did something wrong or something. Yeah. something. like that. That's good advice. And then I remember like a year or something later, uh, having a conversation with someone and then saying like, man, yeah, Job's friends were so off. And I'm like, what?
0: Wait, (laughs) what what? are you
1: talking about? They're they're saying truth to him. Like if you follow God, everything Mm -hmm. should be good. And you should have this, this, this faith that he's going to provide and like faith like a mustard seed. Mm -hmm. But that's just, that's not biblical and that's not healthy or helpful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it is hard to find those places, you know, where we where we can have that hope or that perseverance. We I have, I have perseverance on the mind because we were in Bible study this morning. We were talking about um, suffering in mm. the Book of James, and he talks oh, yeah. about you know perseverance through trials and finding that hope in Christ in those times of suffering can be um, really a battle at times. Mm. But um, but I think the fact that we're we've named off like probably four different books of the Bible at this point. And I think the fact that it's like so prevalent is, is a comfort, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I remember, um, for some reason, we're just going through my developmental stage as a Christian (laughs) right now. So not planned. (laughs) But, um, I remember, uh, kind of the older I got, maybe more towards college, I realized that like, Hey, there's a thing called lament. There's a thing called honesty. And, uh, I remember a mentor saying, Uh, like those feelings, Michael, that you have inside, maybe like you're suffering and it could be anger towards God Mm -hmm. and you don't want to admit it because you don't want God to think that you're angry towards him. But that thing, those things in there, it's actually healthy to move towards God with them and to vocalize your anger towards God. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like God's going to strike me with a lightning bolt. And they're like, no, God already knows it's in there. What he doesn't like is you hiding it from him or thinking that you're hiding it from him because you think that if he really found out what you really think about him because of what you're going through, he's going to disown you or look down on you or say you don't have that much faith when the reality is he already sees it. He already knows it. He knows everything. He knows how mad or happy you're going to be throughout the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And what he desires is an honesty and a willingness to say like, hey, God, right now, I'm going through something. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm going through something. I don't have an answer or a reason. So my mind is naturally blaming you. And I'm bummed that I'm blaming you. I feel like I have a lack of faith right now, but this is where we're at. And I think when we're honest with God, then He can work with that. Like if we're in a relationship with someone and we're having a, a hard time with them, mm-hmm. if we hide it from them from fear of what they think, like we're we're really not giving them opportunity to move towards us and really kind of like talk about what we're going through. So when I when I heard that from a mentor, I'm like, okay, let's try this. And I would go on these like honest walks, <laughs> is what I'd call them, and it felt weird. But I would just just pour out my heart to God, like a fa- trusting that he's a father who loves me and already mm-hmm. knows. And I'd be like, man, God, I don't know why I'm going through this. And it's probably not your fault, but I really think it is your fault because mm-hmm. you're not stepping in. Mm-hmm. And I would just go off and off. But then I would reach a point most of the time where I feel like I got it out and I would be like, man, but I do trust that you love me and I do trust that you care about me. And I do trust that ultimately you're going to redeem and restore my situation, even if it doesn't happen in this specific area. And as messy as it was, like I felt closer to him and I felt seen and I actually felt that love that the Bible talks about, because I think in love, you don't hide. Yeah. You're honest, you're vulnerable, you're bare. Mm-hmm. So that's lament.
0: <laughs> yeah. And and really, I think you're right. It starts with ourselves. We have to be honest with ourselves about how we're yeah. feeling um, and the just the pain and the suffering that we're going through. When we try to ignore it, when we try to just, you know, think our way out of it and just say, like, him going through something really difficult right now, but if I can just have a better perspective, if I can just be happier then I can, you know, get myself out of this. Yeah. Um, but, but God doesn't want that from us. He wants a a real relationship with us and he wants us to come to him in those moments when we're, when we're not sure like where he's at in those moments when we're not, when we are mad at him for not acting, or maybe we're mad at him because we think that he did act and he caused our suffering and, Um, or if we just feel like he's abandoned us or rejected us, like God wants us to come to him in those moments.
1: And I feel like in those moments, it requires more faith Mm. to move towards God Mm -hmm. and to say, Hey, I'm suffering. Where are you? Yeah. Show up. Then to say, like, everything's going to be okay. Like I can't, like, I have to be be submissive and stuff like that. Mm that that doesn't require faith. Faith is saying, I'm going to be honest and vulnerable with you mm-hmm. and trust that you still love me and trust yeah. that there's space for me to be my full self. And I invite you, God, to be your full self towards me and yeah. to know that there's love in that.
0: Yeah. One you know? thing, um, just like personally, that yeah. I thought about that was really helpful for me during a, a time of suffering too was like, essentially writing out my, it was my version of the Honest car, honest Walks, I yeah. would write out um, my prayers almost like a psalm mm. in the same sort of format. So I'd pick a psalm and maybe kind of mirror the structure and just write out my feelings yeah. um, in a similar way. Or if I couldn't quite put the words to my own feelings, um, just write out an actual psalm and just write it over and over again to um, just kind of, you know, uh, have that, start that conversation with God when I didn't have a starting place. Really, that's
1: really good, and yeah, it's good. And and in a lot of these, just when I look in my past, and a lot of these. Really hard situations or suffering. I mean, there's just some suffering that, like, there's there's not going to be like an answer. Like a death Mm -hmm. of someone uh, that you love. Like, there's sometimes just suffering happens and it's unfair. Yeah. But there's some suffering that I've seen in my life that I've come to God and I've been honest and honest, and I'm like, I don't know what He's going to do. I don't know how He's going to help me out of this hole. But then I'll look back five years Mm -hmm. at that suffering and it it's interesting to see how he like actually moved towards me in a way that I didn't understand. And he actually did, he formed me through it and there was purpose in the pain. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, God's God's kind of wild when it comes to our suffering and he is active. Yeah. Um, Even if, even if he's not active in a way that we're hoping for him to be active in that moment.
0: Yeah. And what a gift that you're able, like you're able to recognize that too. And I think something similar has happened to me where I've been able to look back and see how God was faithful and how he moved towards me, how he carried me through some of those spaces. Mm -hmm. And then when I encounter future troubles or trials, I know I can hold on to that. I can remember how he was faithful in the past and know that even though I don't understand what's going on right now or where he's at right now, that I can trust that he will be faithful in the same way that he was then in my current suffering.
1: That's good. This is good. Something else that I've you know, learned. And I think it's a biblical perspective as well. I mean, it is, it's in the Bible that um, it's important to not do this alone. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like we are a body, uh, a family of believers. And what does it look like to move towards someone else when we're going through something difficult? I know for me, uh, you know, I'm an honest guy, like I'm an external processor, kind of what you see is what you get for better or for worse. Um, But I still intentionally have just a few guys for me, guys Mm -hmm. that know me and I've built trust over time, um, where I'm like, Hey guys, there's some messy stuff going on and I just need a sounding board right now, or I just need someone to listen and I'll just pour out my heart uh, to them. Um, I've poured it out to God as well, or I know I will, Mm -hmm. but there's just the reality of getting empathy from someone and acceptance from someone, And when I'm ready, a new perspective is super helpful. It's the reality of knowing that you're not alone when you feel like you're carrying the weight of the world, that people are actually there and they want to help carry that weight with you. Um, It's super important. But relationships like that, they take a long time to establish. And so there's kind of relational work that needs to be done to get there, but it's so important.
0: Yeah, it's the I agree. They're tough to relationships to build sometimes. Um, And often they don't really come. I don't know if this is true for you, but I feel like sometimes they don't really come from where we're expecting, you know, like, like, I feel like I think of uh, I've got a couple of people like that in my life that I know. And when we met each other, it wasn't like we are going to be lifelong best friends. friends. Yeah. Best friends <laughs> We just forever. become best friends. Um, yeah. But now, like I can't imagine not, I can't imagine going through some of the things that I've been through without them by my side and without yeah. sharing that with them. Um, and I think, something that's important too to if you are married or partnered I think it's really important to have somebody outside of your marriage Mm. that can function that way for you too like obviously I I talked to my husband he is incredibly helpful and supportive um, during times of suffering he provides great perspective too but I think Um, if you expect your spouse or your partner to carry Mm. all of the Mm. weight of your emotions all the time, it puts too much on them and too much on your relationship and your marriage to really be able to sustain. So I think having a safe person or two outside of your marriage um, to share those things with can be really helpful too.
1: That's really good. My dog has heard a lot of suffering (laughs) things from me.
0: (laughs) Poor Ollie.
1: <laughs> Poor little Ollie. He can handle it though. He's just a cute little guy. He just yeah. wants to listen and cuddle and eat treats and you know, sleep. <laughs> that's when
0: I, I just want to eat treats and sleep when I feel, when I feel a little sad too. Praise so I, I get him. Praise <laughs>
1: Jesus. I no, no, no. I want to say I'm joking, but I'm not. He's heard it all. Yeah. Anyways. Um, shout out to you, Ollie. You don't speak English and you don't know what I'm saying. Let's move on. Okay. That's great. But with that, um, Yeah. You know, most churches, if not all, have some form of a way to join a group to talk about life, to talk about different things. In yeah. Blackhawk, we have community groups mm-hmm. and man, I, I'll i be honest, just as I'm a, been a Christian, I've been at different churches before Blackhawk and different mm-hmm. experiences. I've been a part of a community group and I was very hopeful, but for some reason it just didn't click. Yeah, and you just ha- I just had to be like, I love you guys. It's it's not you, it's me kind of thing. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. so much of like Christianity is like kind of dating. Like it's not <laughs> you, it's me. Like we got like I still want to be friends, but um, but when you find a group and no group's perfect. Yeah, that ha- um where you kind of connect with people, there's trust built, you you like these people. Mm-hmm. It's kind of powerful yeah. to be able to share different things that are going on in your life and know that um, people are there mm-hmm. and they'll listen and they'll support. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. And, you know, the reality is we're trying to model who God is to us. Like God, like Jesus came down Um, to be with us. That's where we get the word Emmanuel, God with us. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what God's all about. He just wants to sit with us in whatever we're doing. And it reminds me of, there's this really great YouTube uh, video from Brene Brown Mm -hmm. um, on empathy. And it really just kind of blew my mind when I first watched it. It It's an older video, but um, listeners, if you haven't uh, seen it, just kind of you know, be a guy or girl who Googles Brene Brown, uh, empathy. And a part of it, it's talking about someone going through a hard time. There's like cartoons showing it, but, uh, when someone's really kind of at the bottom, it shows this, this animal being, I think it's a bear being, I think maybe, I think it is. Okay. There you go. Uh, being kind of in the bottom of this hole, this pit, And how someone is just on top of it saying like, hey, sorry that you're going through this, like do something different or whatever. I haven't listened to it in years. But, um, and that's not empathy. That's Job's friends Mm -hmm. saying, this is what you should do. Um, This is how you should think. Uh, Empathy is going down into the the pit with someone, sitting next to them and saying, man, I don't know what it's like to experience what you're going through, but I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sit with you. And just sitting with someone. Yeah like the reality that you can be with someone to know that like if you're suffering in an area of Veronica I'm not suffering in that area I don't know what it's like but I'm with you. Yeah. I'm not going to leave. If you need something I'm here. It's so powerful to us because we were created from a communal God, the mm-hmm. Trinity, and he is all about being with us. Mm-hmm. And Matt talked about just the importance of being with. It's so powerful. So if you're listening to this right now and you're going through something and you're not with someone in it, I don't know why. It's a super vulnerable thing to be with someone. It's so vulnerable. And I know Mm -hmm. you've probably perhaps, I know I have been rejected by someone when you chose vulnerability to be with them. But man, to take a step to be with someone in your suffering, man, it's, it's the biggest leap that you can take towards healing um, that you'll Mm -hmm. ever experience in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think there's, I mean, God doesn't want us to be alone in those things. Like you said, he's a relational God. He is a triune God. Um, and it's really when when we get the chance to be with other people, when they're suffering, we get the opportunity to image Him that way. You mm-hmm. know, we get to participate in that with Him and with each other. And, um, you know, we think about different passages in Scripture that are rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That That's that's empathy, right? Mourning with those who mourn, it's to be there with them, to to suffer with them. And that's really what, what God calls us to be in, in community with each other. Um, Um, And like you said, we have community groups for Mm. that. Um, And it can be hard if you don't have that space. Um, But we have other resources too at church. Yeah, what are some of those? Um, Our care ministry offers a lot of resources. We have different groups like grief share, divorce Mm. care. Um, We also have um, care partners that walk alongside people when they're going through difficult times. So you can find more information on our uh, website for that. If you scroll down to the bottom and click find care, um, that's where we can fill out the contact form and get care if you're in need of any of those resources. Um, and I would encourage anybody that's listening to this that thinks maybe they might be interested in something like that, but what they're going through isn't important enough or isn't like, doesn't cross the threshold yeah, of yeah. being enough to get care. Um, I would encourage you to just do away with those notions yeah. that whatever yeah. you're going through, we want to be able to support you in that. so just reach 100%. out and um, what you're going through is important and and we want to be able to support you in any way that you, that we can. so
1: that's so good.
0: And I think if you do have those people in your life already, if you have a community group that you trust and that you're comfortable with um, I think just just sharing things with them is is really helpful too um, and like normalizing asking for help, you know, I think we, we tend to provide and offer help for people in, in certain circumstances. You know, yeah. like we we set up meal trains for people when they have a baby. Yeah, we bring I got them two meals of those going and, right you know, now. I not
1: mine, <laughs> but community group people. Okay,
0: good clarification for, for everyone out there. Yeah. Um, but I think, too, just like asking um, people in our lives for help when we're not going through like a major life shift, yeah. but when we're just stressed and um maybe have too much going on right now and just could use a little extra support i think that's okay too and i i mean i err on the side of maybe we don't do that enough you mm. know um i'm thinking of someone recently who um i i sent a meal to and like maybe they might have been you know hesitant to ask for something like that um because it wasn't you know it wasn't a death in the family it wasn't yeah. a new baby or anything we like we go that. to the extremes right But it was still a time when they needed support and I was just like I jumped on it because I was like I'm so glad that they're asking for help because I wish more people would do that because I think like our community would really show up for us if we if we just let them know. But if we're suffering on the inside and they don't know then they can't help.
1: Yeah, and a couple things too just as as you're talking. One, um it's not just I'm receiving help, it, it's I'm entering into a new community of people who care. There's so many relationships that happen after people attend a divorce care, you know, program or after uh grief share, different things like that. Uh relation, like strong relationships happen. And mm-hmm. two, uh I think the common thing is just hitting vulnerability like man, I don't want to admit that I need help. And everyone in the room is going to see me and think like, man, I can't do it on my own. That's literally everyone in the group has thought that. And so you got a bunch of people who are like, I kind of don't want to be here, but I know I need to be here. And to just normalize vulnerability, normalize being a human, because it's not if we're going to need to join a group like this or need help, but when? Yeah. All of us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just, I'll just kind of share a little bit of my journey. Like, um, I was fortunate enough to have some really strong Christian leaders in my life and mentors, Um, not only normalize counseling, but strongly encourage it. Um, My old senior pastor, uh, he, I think he got his doctorate. He had a master's of divinity, but I think his doctorate in counseling or something like that, like you got those two degrees, but, but he would just strongly share, like, if you're working at a church or you're a pastor, like you need counseling. And they would, they were so generous in in making ways for us to, which I know people listening right now, you might not be able to financially do that. So, so I get that. But for my personal journey, there are times when I like need counseling and there's times when I feel like I don't really need it, but it's good to talk with someone mm-hmm. um, to that is a professional that has tools that I don't mm-hmm. have, and just to listen. And so for me, I'm like a once a monther guy. Sometimes when things are really hard, I'll be like a twice a monther. But man, I've it's so encouraging and so helpful. And I remember um, when I was younger. In my 20s, I had, um, some people know my story, but I had a pretty harsh upbringing um, and there was trauma involved that I didn't know I was carrying. And uh, someone who was studying, getting their doctorate in counseling or something like that was like, man, Michael, I think they were really close to me and I was sharing stuff. And they're like, I think you need to see someone about trauma. Mm. And I was like, what? I was first like, what are you talking about? I'm good. Everything's great. But then I, I saw a counselor. They're like, yeah, you got, you got some trauma in there. Mm. And I, I went through some trauma therapy, which I was like, I'm studying to be a pastor right now. I'm getting trauma. Like what? Yeah. Um, and, but it changed my life. Like I felt like it was this well that was full of water of trauma, anxiety. And by the end of it, like significant level of water was just not, I don't want to say drained because I feel like, you know, we're humans and we're, we're always going to carry stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it just, it changed my life. And so just to normalize, it's okay to not be okay. No yeah. matter your profession, no matter the clout that you think you have, we're all human. We're all fallen and we all need help in different ways. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think, too, there's something special, particularly in relationships um, where asking for help um, or even just, you know, like letting people help you, even if you didn't ask necessarily, um, but allows people to um, move closer to you and to use their gifts um, in, in really special ways that I think if we never give people those opportunities, then we almost put up a a little bit of a barrier in the relationship, you know? Um, like I, I sometimes think about it, like my husband and I, when we moved here, we were young, we were in our mid twenties. We have no family here. Um, but we've stayed here uh, Mm -hmm. for a long time. We've had our kids here. We've stayed here. Um, but our family are states and states away. And we honestly have to ask for a lot of help from our community yeah. sometimes, you know, like we don't have family that can come babysit our kids. We have to find babysitters or ask friends. Um, we have moved a, a, a ton of times um, mm. and our friends have moved us every yeah. single time. Um, and like for all of those things, we could have hired out, right? Yeah. Like we could yeah. have paid somebody to move us. We can pay babysitters every time we go out if we want to. Um, but the like, uh interdependency and um just the community and vulnerability it creates asking our community and our friends to help out in those spaces even though those aren't real like significant times of suffering necessarily but um it allows those people to move closer to us and to um almost like let them let them give us a gift you know and there have been times where we have felt a little bit like oh well our, our, a lot of our friends here are family here and we don't get to give that back yeah. like it's not reciprocal yeah. and so I think um, sometimes I kind of wish my friends would ask for help maybe yeah. we will I'll, I'll be this. asking you <laughs> guys
1: for help don't worry you're like okay next podcast okay, alright no, no. <laughs> we're reeling it back Michael <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I painted his his house today so yeah. that was Oof. awesome no, just joking.
0: but I do think there's just something like really beautiful in that kind of community that that creates so yeah. whether, whether you need a little bit of help um, in your suffering or whether you want to seek more professional help, I think I'm, not only is there no shame in asking for that, but I think there's real beauty in asking for that too and seeking it out.
1: And when you are when you were talking, I was just thinking, you know, Acts 2, where um, the family, the body of believers, they sold their belongings, they gave, they helped people. I don't know if that's possible in our current context to be able to live like that, but what you just described reflects that I think in a very beautiful way that makes sense for the time that we're living in now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how cool is that?
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we, we took a lot of, a lot of different directions there, but this, this yeah. was
1: a wa- Hey, suffering, you can't like pin it down, you know? I know? So
0: Well, and like I said, we've had such great, we had such a great talk um, on suffering this week. Um, it was almost a little bit of like, you know, we just wanted to add a little bit extra and talk about some yeah. of the resources that the church has. So, um, But we want to end, um, especially for any of you that maybe are going through times of suffering right now, on um, just kind of a note of worship. So our uh, worship pastor, Matt Wilhelm, wrote a song to go along with this series, our under construction series called Stone by Stone. Um, and one of the reasons, um, that we're going through the series, right. Is that suffering is one of the top reasons yeah. that de- people deconstruct their faith. yeah Um, and so this is, this is a big one. So I want to invite you, like, if you're, if you're in that space, really, really wrestle with it and give yourself some time. Um, but we want to end on this song too just to, to kind of give you something to hold on to.
1: Yeah. So that's so good. So yeah, I don't know if you're driving, you're walking, you're at the gym, you're at home doing the dishes, wherever you're at. If you're able to maybe just pause for a couple minutes, I want to encourage you to do that and just listen to these words. And we just pray that God can speak to you in some way as uh, these lyrics just kind of reverberate in your mind and heart. So with that, let's, let's kick it to Matt.
2: I don't have the answers, and I probably never will If my faith is foul on ground, then let your spirit be a till Cause you're present in discouragement, and you're present in my doubt Cause you call me into mystery, not to have it all figured out And brick by brick, stone by stone, tear down all the things I've known And make way for a faith that's pure and right So give me the ears to hear and eyes to see That you are walking through it with me Oh, 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 oh well, I don't have assurance, and I doubt I ever could. God, this house is torn and weathered by the things that I've endured. Spirit burns just like a fire in my heart and soul and mind. Burn down every single line, leave the good things behind. Brick by brick, stone by stone Tear down all the things I've known And make way for a faith that's pure and right So give me the ears to hear and eyes to see That you are walking through it with me Oh, oh, oh Lord, I want to believe Cause I can see what this could truly be Lord, I want to believe So help my unbelief And brick by brick, stone by stone Build up something beautiful Someplace I can rest my weary mind brick by brick, stone by stone, tear down all the things I've known, and make way for a faith that's pure and right, so give me the ears to hear and eyes to see, that you are walking through it with me, oh, oh.